You're listening to Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus, with your test subject, Micah Ball. The salty, slightly cynical account of Micah's shocking diagnosis with epilepsy, the synaptic jolts that short-circuited his world, and efforts to rewire and rebuild his not-so-normal life. But first, he's going to need brain surgery. And now, Seizure Salad, with your host, Micah B. Greetings and welcome to Seizure Salad. I'm Micah B-Side. I'm going to be your host today. Got a little bit of catch-up really quick, and then we're going to do things a little differently. This is your first installment of the B-Side Diaries. A little more, I guess you could say, personal and intimate account of what's going on. A quick summary of where we are right now. Uh, Things going well if you haven't tuned in before. I got diagnosed with epilepsy last spring after multiple attempts at drug treatments, uh, none of them working. We are right now preparing for surgery, doing all the preoperative testing. It's pretty interesting. And speaking of the preoperative testing, the uh, sleep study coming up is going to be non-invasive. If you haven't heard the last episode, uh, we thought it might have been the invasive one where they cut into your brain and and put the wires directly in your brain. Thankfully not. Nope. Uh, This is early stage testing, so they don't need to do that unless absolutely necessary. So I'm pretty excited. Uh, It's going to be a non-invasive sleep study. Still have to stay in the hospital for multiple nights, maybe over a week, who knows. Um, But at least they're not cutting into my brain. So that's good news. That is good news. Got all sorts of fiasco stuff going on, of course, still in the waiting game with the Social Security Disability. Um, That, if you've ever gone through this, that's a given. Um, And... Some interesting things about my temporary assistance and child support. Uh, That, of course, keeping me really busy. Could probably get an entire episode out of that. So, Um, but right now we're not going to talk about that. This, this is my diary. This is a little more personal than that. And I wanted to touch on something. Um, I felt I kind of needed to bring it up and uh, get it out there Um, because I haven't. And it's not good to bury things in, you know. Sometimes it's kind of nice to to let go. So, um, you know, the the what I'm going through right now is pretty is pretty pretty extreme. Um, given that I I'm always been kind of a hand to mouth, low income kind of kind of going on the cuff, living paycheck to paycheck kind of guy. Um, I lost everything through this, and I'm single. It's it, I don't have a house with a car and you know, somebody at home to, to kind of keep things going and, and while I'm going through this treatment, you know, it, it's, um, when this happened, I pretty much lost everything, lost everything. And, uh, I can't lie. And, um, I think anybody else would be in the same, same spot if they were in my position. I, I got despondent. I, I got helpless, hopeless, downright depressed, um, more so than usual. That brings me to another point. I've suffered with depression my entire life. Um, you know, hide it pretty well, kind of being an entertainer. I think that's how a lot of entertainers hide their depression, just get on stage, you know what I mean? Um, but I've had depression and, and social anxieties my entire life. Um, not fun. Makes for some sleepless nights, I can't lie. But... This really built that. It, this really added to it. There have been some times I've 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 gained and lost everything a couple of times in my life. I, I can't 
I, I'm not kidding. I've gotten into a lot of trouble with the law and, and elsewhere and um, made a lot of mistakes. I, I'm not the kind of, of guy you'd necessarily model an adult life after. Let's put it that way. Uh, so I beat myself up a lot and invariably adds to that depression and that self, self-effication, I guess you could say, you know. Um, so this all started beating the shit out of me and uh, really getting to my soul. And I fell into a real deep funk. Uh, and it was getting worse and worse, you know, with, with the legal stuff and the, the financial stuff piling up on top of the medical stuff and not having a house anymore, not having a car, not knowing where I'm going to go, not having work. Um, I lost everything. That's, that's a pretty big deal if I think about it. I never really thought about it that way because I've, I've lost it before. But yeah, if you really think about it, that's, that'll bring anybody down. Um, and I can't lie. Um, I thought about ending it all. I really did. I almost had a plan in place. I didn't. You don't have to call anybody. You don't have to get any intervention going or anything. Don't worry. B-side's going to be fine. But I came close. I came really close. Not the first time. Uh, but probably the most intense. It was um, it was scary. It was scary. And then there was a there was a point. Then Christmas happened. Um, it was awful. But in hindsight, it could very well have been one of the better things that happened. I had that big grandma seizure morning after Christmas uh, at the folks' place up northern Colorado on the ranch. Uh, in the bunkhouse, I seized in the morning. My son was there. He saw it happening. He went, got the parents. They called the EMTs, and uh, they came out and brought me to. You would think I'd want to end it all at that point. You would think that'd be the end, the rock, the final stone that just sinks you to the bottom of desperation and hopelessness. And I thought so at first, but then I saw the look on my son's eyes. And in his face. And the concern and the care and the love. And I realized that I can't let that happen. He's seen this condition kick my ass and drop me, knock me cold twice now. Kick my ass. And if I were to cop out like that, it would be unfair to him. It would like it, it. It would be showing him that it won, that it's okay. I can't let that happen. I can't do that. I can't show him. I can't. I can't let him watch this beat me. But even more than that, it was myself. It, it, it was as much for my kid, as much for my son as it was for me. All of a sudden, I realized: is this for him? I've done a lot of stuff for him before, and I've really. You know, I mean, ever since he was born, he's kind of been the center of my universe. But this was different. This was different. This wasn't just about him. This was about how he sees me and how I'm going to let him see me and how I see myself. Because how I see myself is going to translate into how he sees me. So I made that decision and I stood up and... I haven't let myself fall down yet. 
well, I know I'm going to fall. I know I'm going to fail. I know I'm, I know things are going to be painful again. And I know, I know that I'm going to be despondent and, and in pain and scared. Uh, but I'm not going to let myself get to that point anymore. And it, it, I guess what I'm saying is it's not just for him. It's for me. I've discounted my value for too long. I'm better than that. And I'm going to walk through this. I'm going to, I'm going to walk through this tall. And I'm, I'm going to walk through this better than that. I'm worth more than that. So with the shift in perspective that's happened recently, I'm looking back at losing everything. Like, you know, you usually say and, and cry yourself to sleep and drown yourself in a bottle. So I'm looking back on this having lost everything. And what could be the most monumental tragedy in my life might very well be the biggest blessing I've had in my entire adult life. How many chances do you get to start entirely tabula rasa? I'm, I'm never going to discount my son. Don't get, don't get me wrong on that. He will always, always be a main focus. But I don't have a place to go back to or a job to go back to. I can choose that now. I can decide where I want to be. I can decide what I want to do. I can decide who I want to become now. Hell, I got a second chance from this stuff. This is pretty cool, man. I'm looking forward to it. Sure, I'm going to get I'm going to get bruised up again. I'm going to get knocked down. I'm going to get beat up. Um but that's part of it, man. Isn't that part of learning? Isn't that part of growing? Isn't that part of the adventure? I think so. Past couple of days while I was thinking about re- making this recording and what I was going to say, I thought to myself, what was the catalyst for this shift? Was it me just taking those first steps in the podcast? Was it me uh, taking my friends up, my caving buddies up on getting underground again, taking a chance? Um, Or was it that day after Christmas? Or was it a a period of steps? Did I need to take those steps? Did I need that day after Christmas to realize and to start the process? And then... That won't take you anywhere unless you actually physically take those steps. I was scared shitless to start this podcast. I didn't, I've been in broadcasting for over 20 years, yeah, but podcasting is different and it's a different technology. There's all sorts of different steps and different, the way it reaches people is differently and the way you approach it is different. So I was scared. I don't know what I'm doing and, and I was Honestly, I was kind of terrified to actually launch it, uh, that first episode. But I pushed through, and I did it, and there it goes. So maybe it's a combination. Maybe it was that realization. Uh, maybe it was physically putting, forcing myself to go through those first steps to get the ball rolling. Um, maybe it was that realization that I got nothing, which means I got nothing to lose, And if you put a positive spin on that, that's a really, really good thing. Huh. Who knows? Maybe it's all three. Anyway, uh, that's my diary for the day. That's uh, your B-side diaries for this February 18th, 2020, right? Yeah, 2020. Damn, time flies. Well... 
Uh, next time, we'll touch base. We'll kind of get back into the epilepsy thing. Um, the forced job programs that uh, counties sometimes make you go through, which is really funny because I'm, I'm on medical disability and I can't work. Uh, that, that's kind of a humorous story to tell you. Um, we'll give you an update on the timeline if I get a chance to find out more. Also, what is going to happen? Child support fiasco. Uh, I am going through some pretty crazy things with child support services, given the unique nature of my temporary assistance need. It's, uh, the system is not built for my particular situation. So what's going to happen with that? We'll find out next time. And a little interesting mission coming up that I'm going to try and record for the podcast. My buddies are taking me caving. Not necessarily cleared medically either. Will I make it? Who knows? We'll find out the answer to these and more on your next episode of Seizure Salad. Thanks for joining me, Micah B-Side. And don't forget, drive fast, take chances. Seizure Salad, Fuster Clock Epilepticus is produced and hosted by Micah Ball. Original logo painting by Brent Olson of Olson Studios. Logo graphic design by Crystal Quintana of Crystal Q-Up. High-resolution x-ray image of Micah's brain provided by the MRI machine and lab technicians of UC Health Neurology in Denver. Join us again soon for Seizure Salad, Fuster Clock Epilepticus. And until then, remember that it's all in your head. <laughs>